Podular Modcast, as always, is brought to you by the lovely folks over at Patchworks. Patchworks is more than just a synthesizer, you know, music gear shop. They're building a community by connecting you to the joy of music with workshops, classes, live music events, and friendly, knowledgeable staff. They are there to help you with wherever it is you are at in your music-making journey. Located in the Wallingford neighborhood in Seattle, stop by Patchwork Showroom to play with your favorite music gear and join their community. And if you don't live in the Pacific Northwest region of the world, then head over to patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com, where they have not just the latest and greatest in modular, but all sorts of synthesizer gear, as well as home studio equipment. Once again, that is patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. Welcome back to another episode of Podger the Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and this week I'm bringing you part two of the Portland Synth Expo trip I did uh, last weekend. This episode is the chat that I had uh, with the fellows from New Systems Instruments. It was one of my favorites uh, so far um, because I love doing it in person. I don't get to do it in person all that often, and I'm hoping for uh, more opportunities to do so. Uh, so that chat is coming up very soon. Um, speaking of wanting to do it more in person, you know my dream, I've been talking about my dream forever, is to go on a tour where I do shows and go to cool cities and talk to a bunch of people in person for the podcast. I know that one thing needs to happen in order for that to be a realistic, uh, thing that becomes a pod mod norm and that is I gotta beef up the patreon so if you want to support the show and help me grow the show head over to patreon.com forward slash podular modcast the song that you hear right now is from this week's featured artist Daryl Gretsch I hope I'm saying that right aka pulse emitter you may be familiar with the pulse emitter stuff but he's recently released some stuff under his own name um, so yeah, link to that in the show notes. If you would like to be a featured artist on PodMod, then reach out to me through any of the myriad ways we can do so these days with the internet. Um, let's check out a little bit of video that I'm going to string together. Together? Let's check out a video that I'm going to string together so we can enjoy some of Daryl's music without my yammering over it.
like to thank After Later Audio, 4MS, Patchworks, and Novation for their continued support of Podular Modcast. Also, thanks to Bastel and Casper, still loving the Aikido and the Basil. Uh, in fact, why don't we check out a little video of a jam I did on my camping trip just a few days ago, where I uh, played my guitar through the Basil from Bastel, as well as the Make Noise Strega and the Aurora from Qubit. What else? Had some really fun modules in that case. Uh, I'll put them in the, the show description link because I don't have that list on me right here outside in the garden.
This week's episode of Podular Modcast is brought to you by Novation and their flagship synthesizer, the Summit. I've been using the Summit a lot to create samples to put into my stereo-triggered sampler for 4MS, as well as just playing keys. It is a lot of fun, it's super easy to use, it's very deep, but not at all intimidating, very navigable. It also has been very inspirational for me as far as writing new music. So. If you would like to check this out, please visit the show description and click the link. And once again, thank you to Novation for their support of Podular Modcast. All right, I thought about, I should, I was going to ask you this before I started rolling. I tried to look through the email. Your last name has a B, an R, and an N, and maybe some L's or none of those. No, some well, L's, B. Yeah, I thought it was like Burnell. Bur- Bur- no, I'm way off. Close, close. Tell me what it starts with. It's it's no. B U. I knew there was a B U. Okay, um, <laughs> about five letters. Six maybe. Uh, two vowels. Like. Yeah, two vowels. <sighs> What is it? Buzzwall. No, it's not. It is. It's Buzzwall? Oh, is it W-A-H-S-W-E-R. Oh, okay. It's Buzzwall. Oh, okay. Because of the English or something. Okay. All right. All right. So go ahead. Give it, give us give us the whole rundown on your full name, too. Because I, I, we just met. I don't even know your last name. All right. My name is Lachlan. Lachlan. Angus Fletcher. Your name is Lachlan Angus Fletcher. Yeah. That is fucking awesome. My name's <laughs> Tim Held. It's such a boring. It's a past tense verb. That's a boring verb, you know. Held is a boring verb. Like, well, I guess. Held maybe is not. an awesome verb. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an important verb. It depends on what you're holding, <laughs> I guess. How do you spell Puro in German? There is something yeah. about monosyllabic names back to back. It's powerful. Mm. Powerful. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. All right, my, my middle name's Gordon. Even more powerful. Yeah, right. Powerful sauce on top. <laughs> How do you spell Lachlan? L-A-C-H-L-A-N. L-A-C-H-L-A-N. So is this Nordic? Or like, what are we... It's a, it, my name is very Scottish. A Scottish, okay. Yeah. All right, right on. <clears throat> no, I don't want that. No, I don't want, no, I want to clear these. I want to clear them. I hate this. I don't understand this. Device. All right. Well, we'll devise. Figure. Yeah, devise, devise. So, um, all right. So we should probably start the podcast. All right. Um, Evan, 
You are New Systems Instruments, the brain behind New Systems Instruments. And, and the body. And the body, yep. Um, they call you Evan the Body Buswell, Buzzwell, right? Nobody calls <laughs> no. <me> that. <laughs> you got a cease and desist from, uh, from Jesse Venture. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, today we met for the first time IRL in real life for the elder millennials out there. Um, but we've been corresponding for a while. I think the first thing you sent me was the harmonic. Yeah, the harmonic shift oscillator. Yeah, yeah, which I let my friend borrow and I have yet to get it back because he's absolutely in love with it. It's an amazing sounding module. Um, cool. And you've recently sent me the triphase oscillator, which I've been talking about a lot on the show, which I really like. And uh, we'll get to all of that. But what's your deal? Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, California. California? Like like the same area you're now, Bay Area? Or? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, same area I am now. Um, I, uh, but I moved to a bunch of places in between. Um, I was here in Portland okay. for years, um, around late 2000s. Um, then moved back to Davis um, for more graduate school. What did and you then, go to graduate school for? So I got my master's in English and then okay. a doctorate in cultural studies. Oh, cool. Right on. Wow. Holy shit. So are you like, do you like, were you ever a professor or doing like, like I'm, research? I'm, or? I'm working on it. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, if, if you don't know academia, it's a gigantic shit show. Publisher Paris. Well, that's, that's hard. Getting a job is hard everything it's there's just uh basically what happened is you know um 20 years ago they started um using graduate students as academic labor a lot more and so a lot of places started graduate programs which means basically they're they're creating phds not because there's a market for phds but because there's a market for cheap academic labor within wow. universities. So um, the upshot of that is like, you know, whenever, like once you get a degree, you're uh, in a very, very competitive situation. So, you know, I, I graduated right during the pa- beginning of the pandemic. Um, and uh, I said, uh, fuck it, like, Clearly this year I'm not getting anything, uh, so I'm gonna make some modules. Okay. So that's pretty much that was that was kind of the genesis. Okay. Right um, on. But yeah. at this point, I mean, I'm I'm still trying to you know uh, do some research and get an academic position at some point. And, okay. Um, yeah. What is like? Uh, so I I also I, I'm all but thesis for a master's, um, and I. I got a, an assistantship where I taught in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, at Western Michigan University. Um, and then, like, you know, heartbreak and partying too much and starting a band with my friend from high school online while well, he actually lived in Portland and I was in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. I, like, my, and my department was, like, crumbling, so I just, like, left and then was in a pop-punk band for five years instead, and then I became an electrician. So yeah, I, I also did the 
not as much as you, but my, my plan was to be a professor in, in biological anthropology and, oh, and great. that. So, great. yeah, I, uh, I'm, from what you just said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I didn't go that route. Um, but, um, so as far as like, um, designing circuits and everything, like, was that a hobby? Like when did that start? Or? So, um, <clears throat> there's, so a lot of this is like, you know, in terms of origins, it's, it's all this bits and bobs. It's like, years. it's like there's a big nebulous cloud that slowly gathered mm-hmm. over 20, 40 years, you know, <laughs> and like really, but really only like coagulated for not that much, you know, like, so it's, yeah. so, you know, That's like um, me with this. <laughs> when I was, when I was like a teenager, I started messing around with electronic circuits and stuff like that. Um, some I, I was trying to do all of these things, which like looking back on it, I have no idea how I thought I was going mm. to do them because I had no idea like what, what I was doing. Oh, uh, I was trying to like. Well, I realized in retrospect that I, what I what I wanted to make was a uh, a vocoder, but I didn't even know that at the time. So I was like trying to do it with like ring modulation or something, and like I I, I was taking chips and like attaching things to them and be like like work and like but it was like it was such this like you know you know I, w- I was very young I had no idea what I was doing and I didn't know enough to realize yeah that I didn't know what I was doing and that I would need to figure out what I was doing in order right. for it to work totally um, so <clears throat> when I actually started learning so basically like I you know I had interest in modular and interest in like complex effects and all and music and all that stuff uh growing up and throughout that early period but it didn't really crystallize until well basically when i when i got into grad graduate school i had this idea that like oh well now i'm trying to you know live this one dream i can't live this other dream same thing with me yeah i never and, wanted to not do music but i was like that's not realistic and it, and it totally wasn't true, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so, like, midway through graduate school, I was like, fuck it. You know, and, and so I started, uh, you know, I got some synths. Uh, I got a CS5, Yamaha CS5 was the first thing I got. And then I, then I got some modular, um, which I, like, I knew once I got it, like, that was it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I knew it was going to be it. I was so like, what year I, was was like this I don't about? know. This was 2014, 2015. Okay, so like, your rack's picking up, but it's well, it's not picking up. There's like a handful of makers, maybe like thirty. No, no, maybe, it was or... it was pretty big already okay. by then. Okay. But it was, I mean, it's it's bigger now, but it was it wasn't the early days. Okay. Um, it wasn't the early days. I just feel like it, there's it was so like, many makers. I feel like now. 2014, 2015 is officially. The moment it's not early days anymore. Right. Prior yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That, but that's the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. Evan, when did you have the idea for the harmonic shift oscillator? Because I know you had right. that while you so were that's... still in your doctoral program. Right. Right. So Keep going. I'm just gonna make sure this is recording. I'm positive it is, but I'm. Okay. I'm. Oh yeah, we're good. We're good. Cool. Um. Yeah. Got a got a. Swage. Yeah, it was gnawing at me, and I knew it was going to distract me yeah. the whole time. So, um, neuroticism. Equipment, man. Equipment is <laughs> is finicky. We all know about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I. 
so this was actually before that. Um, so before I actually got Hardware Sense, I started um, doing a bunch of programming for DSP stuff. Okay. Um, and I had this idea that I was going to make uh, a live coding language. Um, I was going to write my own language. One of the things that I that I research in this humanities stuff is like programming languages and like how they uh, create knowledge and, and stuff okay. like that. So so I was you know I'm I'm thinking like yeah live coding language like I'll make this and like so I you know of course but of course like the thing is is what I always wanted was a modular system. Uh-huh. And, like, I kind of knew that, but for some reason I was like, no, I'm going to do it this way. So, um, in that process, basically I figured out the algorithm for the HSO. Um, and I'm not, not actually the first to figure it out, um, but... Wait, so that is a digital module? No. I was just going to say, I it's, thought all your stuff is Yeah, it's analog. totally analog, okay. but right. it, started, it started in digital. Okay, okay. Um, so I started, you know, exploring the equations for it in digital and getting a real feel for how that worked. <clears throat> and then basically somewhere in like 2016, 2017 or something like that, um, I had been like after starting, you know, to use modular, I'd been looking at electronics and thinking about, um, you know, how trying to figure out how it worked and how to make my own stuff and um and somewhere in there i realized oh i know how to take this digital algorithm and do it in analog electronics okay um and once i realized that i was like okay now i have something and like this needs to be a thing that gets put out in the world so you know so i you know i I told this story about you know, like, oh, the pandemic started and I didn't have a job, so I had to do this. But, like, there, there's another story that's equally true, which is that, like, I had this idea and it needed to be in the world, and so I was going to do it anyway. Right. Um, yeah. I probably would have done it differently. So you had that fire and it was like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like, it's... Hey. <clears throat> when... <laughs> yeah, crows. Um, <laughs> you know, when you have... One of the things that I've always been conscious of is, like, when I have an idea, like, it's not mine. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not... It's like an amalgamation of all your experiences and other people's ideas or, like... Well, that, but it's also, it. it's not for me. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. You know, okay. like, it's, it's like, I didn't figure out how to do this for me. Like, it's, it's not my idea. It's, like, like, all ideas belong to the world, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh... Oh, yeah, I want to put a pin in. I want to come back to that in a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so I, so I had to do it. You know, like I had to, like, was, you, you have compelled. to make that. You have to work to make these ideas, not yours. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> um, yes, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, then I feel like, so, kind of that, that really speaks to something that I, one of the things that I think makes, like, the modular design like like the as far as like instrument makers i feel like the, the specifically modular designers and i know there's there's overlap with puddles and, and whatever but like i look at modules as like not only music technology but also pieces of art and their self-expression to some degree um 
and I, I mean, to, in, from my vantage point, that's kind of like I. That's also like, I I want that to be true, so maybe I'm bending things. But you know, I think, you know, for just the panel design, what it does, everything, you know. I think I think that's true, um, but I think I think part of what that being true shows us is the inadequacy of our conception of what art is right so like if you go if you go went to like you know uh some european in the 15th century and you're like uh, or maybe the 14th century let's say you're like what's art they're gonna be like well it's like you know uh painting on top of like chapels and it's also like cutting stone out of the ravine Mm -hmm. and it's like making bowls and it's like, you know, uh, hammering like the the blade of a pat plow, like that's what art is, mm-hmm. right? And like all those things are the same thing for that for that mentality, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in in like the I don't know, eighteenth, nineteenth century, you know, we had this shift where we have this idea that like art can't be useful. And so we have this, this, this sort of like strict separation between art on the one hand and like making and creation on the other. There's also a really important moment that happens when industrial design becomes like an important part of our culture. That's what I was just going to say, like commerce and just like, you know, like, um, you know, fucking, uh, yeah, commerce, like that, that would you like, I feel like that, that has to be part of that division there maybe. I mean, absolutely. You know, it's, uh. It's a totality. Right? It's truth is the whole. Like when you have, uh, like, it's absolutely part of capitalism that this is happening. Right, right. But it's it's hard to say which part. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So so you know, like, I mean, I think you know when you think about modules as art, like, you, like, I want to be careful there, um, not because they aren't art, but because there's a particular conception of art that that would be like, oh, yeah, like, modules are art. So, like, I'm going to go, go like, do this artsy module. But, like, you know, in order to do that, I'm going to have to go learn some electronics. And, like, in order to I do that, I'm going to have to, like, do yeah. a bunch of math. Whereas, like, for me, it's, like, the electronics is the art. The math is the art. The, like, yeah, the whole thing is totally. the art. Every single bit Absolutely. of it is the art. Like, yeah. like, there's not some separation between technical... I guess... Yeah, and yeah. I feel like what like when I say that I think that modules are like an artistic expression, I mean it from that vantage. Oh, totally, totally. Like, totally. My, my, my best friend who was in Portland when I was in Kalamazoo and we started that band together, you know, we grew up playing guitar and in bands and shit, and... He doesn't play guitar anymore, which blows my mind, because he's like the one who taught me how to do music production. He mixed all our albums. He wrote all, you know, he wrote my vocal harmonies because I suck at harmonies. And um, now he's he's a coder, and that is. But he, the way he explained to me like that draw, and what he, you know, what what he loves so much about it, is scratching almost the exact same itch that producing our records did then. And he says that he feels like it's a better... Well, I don't want to say that he thinks it's better than putting words in his mouth, but from my, from my, you know, what I've, what I've gathered from talking to him about this over the years is, like, I feel like he found his thing that is his yeah. most 
not accurate. I don't think that's the right word, but like his his favorite tool for self-expression. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, but I look at you know like, I mean even like even your panels, they're 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 sleek. They're they're not they're not busy. They're you know, but like, there's there's definitely a a clear decision. Like you you have your idea of what you want because you have a there's an aesthetic and yeah. and and in modular it varies from make noise hieroglyphs to mystic circuits fucking purple and you know and and you know I don't know if you know Eli but like that makes sense after you hang out with Eli from mystic circuits a while like of course it's fucking modules are purple you know <laughs> purple is tempting partly because it's it's one of the PCB colors exactly yeah yeah it's like definitely the most exciting PCB for color. sure so, so many like, people are like black and gold or nothing. And it's surprising that more people don't do purple. I know. I, I so when I did the bleep bloop, um, I really like. I, I I was this close to doing like because they also do the blue PCBs. I didn't want to do purple because Eli was doing the purple thing and you know we're buds. Blue is good. And, uh, but purple is my favorite color. But um, but I I wanted to do something colorful, but um, you know it just kind of came down to like this is what I want. So kind of going back to your idea of like, this isn't my idea. It's like, yeah, yeah this is what I want, but most people would probably prefer it not be. Yeah. So. Yeah. So like, so coming, coming back a little bit to the, this, this, this notion of art, you know, like, so part of, part of why I'm like making an effort to, to explain this and, and talk about it now is like, is partly that it's something that I'm really uh, struggling isn't really the the right word, but I'm I'm really contending with. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, you know, in because, what way? Like so because to me, like a whole lot of what I do um, when I'm designing modules is math. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like 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 if if you're like okay, how does a new systems module come into existence? You know. Uh, the beginning is me sitting there with Mathematica and solving equations. Like that's always. And how you just it know what equations that, or no, like know what like particular realm of equations to go into because you have some sort of seed of an idea of like what you want the thing to do or like. Um. Or are you like doing equations in a way that we're that's like, oh I that's could hard do this right so it's. You know, so it, when when people talk about you know how math works, right? They they have there's this idea of the the context of discovery and the context of justification. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the context of justification is like, well, the math works, you know, and like bringing this back to like modular, it's like the context of justification would be like, this is a good module, this is functional, this does a bunch of good things. That's not necessarily how it came about, right? right? Yeah, like, right, yeah. Like it's it's uh. Well, that's part of why I do look at them as as art because like yeah. any song I've made, any painting I've tried to do, or anything right. like that, they never quite turn out the way that they started in my head. Right. You know, they end up kind of taking on a little bit of a life of their own, and I guide them in a way. But like, right, you know? right, exactly. So that so that's usually how it how it ends up. You know, it's like I'm. Like, I'm starting somewhere in a space, probably because I want to do something, but that's not necessarily the thing that gets accomplished. 
and I find some bit of math that like is pretty. <laughs> I am so bad at math that like I just yeah. There's like a fair bit of intuition in how you kind of oh, yeah. like something that Evan says a lot is that this should work. And and <laughs> yeah. you'll yeah. say that over and over again until it does, until you figure out this should, whatever yeah. whatever it was that you thought was supposed yeah. to work. You Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean I mean that's that's like this is this is the part of math that that nobody knows how to talk about. You know, like and all practicing mathematicians do this. I wouldn't put myself in that category. I guess maybe I'm kind of a practicing mathematician, not not like you. Yeah. But but like there's still definitely that thing where it's like, uh, you know, you have this sense of like, oh, I know there's a way to make this work over here. Like I can feel it, and like yes. that's why you go over there, and you move a bunch of shit around, and then it. Like it falls into place. Eventually presents itself. And like there's like, a little equation and it's small and it's elegant and it works. And it's, you know, like like with inertia, like it, it was definitely. There was this point where I realized, oh, I understand how low pass, you know, uh, low pass function generators and all of this other stuff, like all like works together mm -hmm. in this tiny little just tiny little equation um, and I can just throw that in a module and that'll be what it is you know and so like and so it that's, was that easy right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean you know it, yeah it's it's uh, unfortunately so much of like the, the module design ends up being uh being dealing with details like w with inertia you know inertia in particular like there's there's something like 300 some components and it's just like it's massive um, so many of them are about uh, dealing with and routing the CV to where it needs to go the actual core of the module is like 20 things yeah and then like I, one of those myriad components, yeah. if your resistor value is off by, you know, 10K or something, you know, like... Uh, maybe. Then you got to find it or whatever, like, yeah. I remember the UI design for inertia was also... Well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, because yeah. like... But maybe the most challenging that you've It had? was, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that inertia has, right, is it has a mode switch. Can you just, like, before we go on, like, just for everybody yeah, out totally. there listening, um, I know I talked about it on the show, but that was a while ago, just, like, the, the, the elevator pitch of inertia. So, inertia is pretty much, it's a function generator. Um, you control rise and fall slew rates. Um, there, that, that slewing is exponential, and that gives you... Uh, you know, envelopes, uh, but then it has this extra bit of momentum where it'll overshoot its target. Um, so it's like processing something, but then it will start doing its own thing while it's doing the initial function? Yeah, well, of? yeah, because, because you can turn... Yeah, I mean, that's basically like what momentum is. Like yeah. Momentum gives... One way to put it would be to say momentum gives memory to like a slew so a slew is you know something's traveling from one place to another usually that has no memory like what do you mean by that 
Uh, what I mean by that is when you... There's no like, repetition like, in... All that matters is where the current voltage is and where the target voltage is. Okay. So when you move the target voltage, it's following the equation from where I it see. is to where the target mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. um, but with momentum, that's no longer true. It suddenly has this memory. It's like, no, I was going up. It's like I have to keep going up. Orbit or something yeah, it's like continent. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so there's a mm -hmm. bit of like... Of it doing its own sort of thing. I'll um, be honest, like that one was a little confusing for me. Like I got, I made cool stuff with it, you know. Yeah. Like, but didn't know exactly what I was doing. But I think that's also sometimes the most fun thing about modular is getting like, I know this does crazy shit. I don't know what it's doing, but this sounds cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I think that's a challenge that I face with with a lot of my modules because I'm. I'm like very determined not to put things out there that are already out there. Yeah, which like, has got to be hard, especially in the analog space. That's like, you know, yeah, it's got to be difficult. Yeah, so it's you know, I mean, like, there's, there's sure there's some utility things that are the same, whatever. But but my core like really the modules I spend a lot of time on like you know they can't be something that's already out there, and so like. Uh, you know, when you when you learn about like user interface design, right? Like it's ninety percent of an easy user interface is a familiar user interface. You know, okay. mm -hmm. and I can't do that. Yeah. You know, I can I can do some of that, but like mostly like you're gonna have to sit there, you're gonna have to bang at it. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you know, like and I I would really, you know, like this is this is me. Uh, tuning my own horn, but I would really say, like, you know, these interfaces are really intuitive and easy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not when you first encounter them. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Like, I feel like, so I, I got triphase, and I instantly thought it sounded good, you know, but that's one aspect of it. Yeah. And then, you know, use it over a few weeks, try this, try that do a demo explaining what I think is happening and then get through it, like halfway through it and be like, I'm wrong. I need to like, all right, this demo's done. I need to go back and like, and you know, so like it's all falling into place now. But again, I think that's part of the excitement and you know, we're not all electrical. Well, I know most people who are designers aren't electrical engineers, but like, I don't know how to design certain things. You know, like I've talked to enough people and I've worked with, you know, after later. So like, get, I can, I can talk shop to an extent, yeah, yeah, but it's pretty mild. Um, I think there's like a magical spot that some designs have, not just Evans, but like there, I think there are lots of your. I agree. I totally agree with that. Where they will, especially in the analog realm, I'd say. I think I agree with you. Yeah, but where where they are specific and predictable and precise enough that you can understand everything they're doing. Every setting, you can understand exactly what they're doing, or you can put them on a scope. Especially with inertia, you put on a scope, it's immediately. Oh, well, that's obvious. That's another thing. But if you don't, it's really hard. Data because that <laughs> makes things so much easier. But when you have a module that will let you understand everything, but then you can also forget everything that you understand and just rely on the intuition that you built when you were really studying. That's a space I really like totally. to have. Yeah, yeah. Where it's and like you can learn, but then forget, and then be in the space of so like. Yeah, you hold on to that intuition, yeah. but you still can't talk about it. Exactly. You can't like like You don't have to think about it. You don't like, have to remember, but all. The values are doing. right. Like yep. I could do that with a bit. Like I can, I can rock a pendulum. Uh, but it took yes. me a long time to fucking learn. Totally. And then I had to like give. I had to make a whole video about it, and then I did like a talk about it in Colorado, and I had it fucking down. 
Like, I didn't have to read from notes. I don't think I could do that. And this was, you know, a, year, a little over a year, two years ago. But yeah, I, 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 I like what you're saying there. I, I feel like maybe we just went off on a tangent. Like, we had some inertia and then some momentum took our conversation. And... <laughs> hey yeah, but it took you a while to dial in that interface because it's like it took me a while to get the interface. I imagine that's got to be so difficult. Not only the interface for it to make sense, but like especially in the analog realm, like this can't be forty HP. Yeah, you know, like like you don't. I know you don't like just from what I've gathered by just having your modules. Is you, I don't think you are like you're not like militant about making it as small as you can, but but that. That is a you have to take that into Yeah, I mean when I when I first uh, so I have like I have a system for designing like where knobs go. Okay. Um, you know like and having it has to do with measurements like what's the minimum measurement so this is between knobs so that you can turn them because the knob is the instrument and it has like, to also be away from the side of the panel because the PCB can't exactly. be the same size of the panel well and, and like, because modules are put next to each other exactly yeah yeah, yeah. like this is, this on is one rails, thing this is one you know? thing that so, so many designers forget they're like all the all the knobs fit you know it's like okay but do they fit with the module next to them like and the answer is often no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if you don't have a blank there, you're not even going to be able to use this. Yeah. You know? So, so, so when I when I first did this, you know, I mapped that out definitely and got got you know specific sort of metrics for how close I could get these. But yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to fit it all in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's. Would you? How much like like overall? How much of like the the time spent? From conception to circuit design to you know UX everything like, what's this percentage of time you have to spend on just laying it out, not just for it to make sense for the user, but also just for it to actually work with the format. Um, probably those those are those are generally the same thing actually. So I don't I don't I don't have an extra step where I make it work in the format because because I. I figured that out beforehand. That, so yeah, I, have, I have yeah. the metrics yeah, for how close things can be. Yeah. So I know I can put four knobs here. I can put five knobs here. That was a dumb question. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I, I never cut shit out, and I probably should. I'm going to listen back in like 10 years and be like, man, I was a fucking idiot. Why didn't I just cut that? I think it's impossible to be a modular synthesis and not constantly feel like you're an idiot. <laughs> It's like that's it. If I you're think that's why it's so such a warm community because it's like <laughs> you know people coming in who don't know they're like it's so confusing and um, they're like intimidated by everybody but then like everybody's like no come on in like we're still confused you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 oh god yeah yeah I don't know where this all started this we but we've we've really been on a tear here through this what did I ask you that got where do we go next, I guess? Because we're halfway done. Okay. And I want to make sure we talk about some of your specific modules and stuff. But All right. I also want to get to know you more. Okay. So, like, what kind of music? Uh, like, what kind of music? Uh, what? When you were, like, the, the, the earliest memory that you have about music, like, touching you. And I feel like, this I'm. This is the thing that I'm into. Like, what, what was that? When was that? Oh, gosh. And then I, when did it switch to participant? Like, were, were these separate things? or? Um, 
I don't think so. I mean, like, you know, uh, my... My family's, you know, always been musical. Um, my grandmother plays classical piano um, gorgeously. Uh, so it's... The idea that I would play music has always seemed normal. Just like built in. Like <laughs> yeah. It's a default setting. And yeah. You know, um, that being said, you know, I mean, I think... Like some shit I, has to happen you know, between that and becoming a modular, not even like, not even liking modular music or playing it, but then designing it. You know. Like, I mean, you know. What was the first electronic music that like dilated your pupils? Oh, probably Aphex Twin. I mean, I'm sure that answer is the same for a lot of people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, I think like. I don't think it was. I don't think it was that kind of a journey for me. I think it was much more like a sort of like the like music has been with me, mm-hmm. you know. But I haven't always been doing it, if that makes sense. Before, but you like, know? do you so play like, keys or guitar? Yeah. Or so I like I played I played keys as far as I can remember. Mm-hmm. You know, since I was twelve or whatever, ten. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, guitar from being a teenager mm-hmm. um, so I play I play a lot of instruments um, I almost majored in composition in undergrad oh wow okay so I was I was really serious about so you got a good it. like theory base yeah I have, a, I have a really good music theory base um, so That's I was something I'm just now like starting to learn I was really serious about it you know and I've, I've been really serious about it for, for a really long time but it's sort of like I didn't really like lean into that seriousness. I was like, music is like a really serious thing that I could do, and I sort of dabble in, but I'm not going to be serious about it, like as a matter of choice, so that I can be serious about some other shit. Okay. Um, and really, so really, like the 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 way that switch flipped was more like, nah, I'm gonna actually be a little bit more serious about it. You know? okay. So it's like. And was that you wanting to make start new systems or no that like was that? that was before that I mean that was just uh, you or know I guess when you were starting to do like when I was ending or making that vocoder or something or no 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 I mean that, okay. it was that, it was like it's like 2015 2016 when I started buying synths and being like you know what yeah I have this you know academic goal but like that doesn't mean I can't have this music goal mm-hmm. and like and I think I need it. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, so I started doing that, you know. And it's um, so yeah. So like, and and somewhere in there too, like you know, there's there's a similar. I mean, I think I think everybody who like is an artist has those moments where like, you know, you're sort of self-reflectively going like, wait a minute, this is good. And it's like it's almost not. Like, of course, it's, like, pleasant to think that, to be like, oh, I made good music. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, almost not pleasant, because it's sort of like, oh, like, this is a thing. Yeah. Like, suddenly, like, a new thing has come into my life, you know? <laughs> and so, like, 
So it almost the, becomes like the, a, barrier, same, a barrier in right. Some so the, so the same thing with 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 uh, with new systems where I'm like, oh, I have an idea for this harmonic shift oscillator, but it's not my idea. Right. Like, so this is the world's okay. idea. Uh-huh. It's the same thing with the music, you know, where I where I started, you know, hitting on like one or two things where like, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, like this is. Like, this is good enough that it can't just be for me. Yeah, so that's something I've always struggled with, you know, like, like how egoic is this whole thing that I've poured my, you know, entire self into or whatever, you know, like, is it, how much of it is a, look what I can do, tell me I'm good, um, and how much of it is, like, I believe this is good, and I love other stuff that other. I love stuff that people have made that have affected me, and I would like to pay that forward. They are like, there's of course that's like this like altruistic view on it, and it's something that I really struggle. Well, so so I think this is I think this is part of it actually, like because uh, that that egoicness it's always it's always in league with self doubt. Right. So like like every time that you're like, oh, like I need this to be like somebody needs to tell me that this is good because you don't actually think it's good. You know? like, <laughs> like and and that's part of why like when you hit upon something that's good, it's usually like a surprise because you've been doing something and you've been trying to be good and the whole time you're like damn it, why won't these other people tell me that this thing is good, but, like, you don't actually believe yourself that it's good. And then suddenly you hit this thing, and you're like, wait a minute. What? I can do something good? Yeah. Holy shit. Mine's always, like, way what? more gaseous than that. Like, I go, for, like, within, sometimes within, like, a span of five seconds, like, this is fucking great, and I am a hack. You know, it's like I'm constantly oscillating, no pun intended, between... You know those those two things, but yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's a constant. You know, it's a roller coaster yeah. of up and down. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only if I could get some sort of full rate full wave rectifier for my soul to make it all positive. <laughs> and not Fuck, that was good. Fuck. Full wave rectifier oh my for God. my soul. That is beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh. So. <laughs> So yeah, so I mean it's, you know, like I've, I started making music, you know, like, and doing that, and that's definitely, it's been a part of this whole, this whole modular journey, you know, I mean it's, like I, it's such a weird connection between doing the modules and making the music. Um, like lately, the the thing that I've been using most musically isn't the modules. It's a PSS 150 Yamaha keyboard that runs on D batteries. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, I don't know, man. Like I mean, it's speaking like, to me. Also, like there's got like an aspect that, like. It's got to be a pretty cool experience to hear what other people are doing with the thing that you made. Oh, because absolutely. Because it's so much different than what you've made with it. Because absolutely. They're not, you, you know, like... And, and I mean, that's that's part of my whole design philosophy, right? And that's, that's part of going back to that little tiny core abstraction in mathematics. You know, like, the smaller of, a, of an abstraction that I can get, like, the more general it is. You know, the more it's like, the more it's like, I don't even know what this is. Here, let's let's throw it out there and like let's see what people do with it. And like, 
I get so many surprises. Yeah, I was gonna say like I mean it's it's probably hard to quantify or maybe something you haven't put any thought to, but like is there any one module in particular where you've had more like surprises from how other people are using it? Like, oh I I was using it this way, but it seems like a lot of people were doing it this way or, or anything like that. Or, um it's a little bit of an on-the-spot question that might not be yeah. something you get answered quickly, so sorry, everybody. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I would really like more feedback, you know, like for, for listeners out there who have my module, like, you know, like, tag me in your videos, like, even if, even if they're just noodling around, because, mm-hmm. like, I want to, I want to see what people are doing out there, you know, I don't. I, I don't get as much feedback as I would like. You and know? that's something that I've learned, like, personally and from talking to so many people is, like, I think there is a sense from people who are, you know, just the, the users that aren't, like, really, like, they're, they're not putting themselves out there. Maybe they're just more, like, hobbyists or maybe they are putting it out there. Like, there's a sense of, like, I don't want to bother them or they're, they're not going to answer this or I don't want to sound stupid or something and let's like don't think that because totally like totally. Tony Rolando wants you to tell him how much you absolutely. love you know his mom absolutely like, that's, that's great for absolutely you, so you're not but, bothering anybody yeah I mean maybe maybe just to throw out like one example since Lachlan is sitting right here um, I remember when I first showed you the prototype for the HSO um this was like an entirely through-hole PC board that had no connection. And you know, one of the things that we all do is when we want to make things cool, we turn shit up, <laughs> right? And we all, we all think like, oh yeah, like the filter goes up, <laughs> um, you know, and. Uh, and so with, with the harmonic shift oscillator, that's, that's so often I end up, you know, I, I put that level too high. Mm-hmm. I put it too high. down at the bottom. Right? I was like, and I remember when, when Lachlan came by, you know, he was helping me test out and develop this prototype, you know, like, uh, you were like barely, barely up on that, you know, just like way down at the bottom. I was like, oh. I get it. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Here's so, you know. So there's there's one example of like a different way of using this, you know. But it's totally and also like you know something like I have you know some trusted friends that I show like my mixes when I think my mix is done if I'm gonna send it off to mastering or something I want to show it to a couple of people not for the attaboys but because I trust that they are going to give me real feedback and it's feedback that is impossible for me to like gather on my like figure out on my own because I'm too close to it you're like you're you like it's it's you really like so you need like and so that that's actually a great segue because I did want to talk about like uh, your role with like helping Evan out today and um, like how you like met and, and all of that because like it seems like you're a trusted confidant and like you know, like probably a good like um, beta tester. You know, hey, check yeah, this out. What do you think? He's tested most of them. Yeah, a few of them I think more extensively than others. Yeah, but like I, I remember the moment Evan told me about the HSO, and I was this was before I tested it. 
I remember. Okay. This is somebody who yes. understands. <laughs> but I, I want a synthesizer. Yeah. So how'd you all meet then? Through uh, through uh, Bay Area synthesizer community events. Okay. Specifically one called Resident Frequencies, which okay, yeah, is similar yeah. to your podcast, like actually focuses on the music people make uh-huh. and is really good vibes, really okay. good people. Yeah. We met there probably four or five years ago. Something like that. So you were going to these synth events like before you were... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just going as a musician. Performing or just watching? Performing. Both? Okay, cool. Yeah. The first time I saw Evan play, he played the most gnarly acid set, uh-huh. which does not sound like a lot of what he does, but he's very capable of incredibly gnarly acid. Yeah. And then the most infamous performance Evan ever gave at Resonance Frequencies was that he rolled up with a DX7 and like a reverb pedal. Oh shit! And yeah. just Thanks. played one song for 20 minutes, and it was and, incredible. Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> and I fucked up, and the reverb pedal didn't even work, so it was just the DX7. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. But yeah, no, I mean that was that was a good track. Yeah, I mean like it's. Yeah, so I mean the the musical thing has definitely been part of the journey, but it's but it's not. They're not like. The same. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're, no, they're, they're, they're different. Um, I think they're not the same, but like th- you can see how you are inflected. Absolutely. Similarly in the music that you make and in the modules you make, even when you're not making music with your right. modules. There's like a There's, similar thrust. There is, right. so I feel like there is like, um, I don't know if indelible is the right word, but I feel like if I'm making pop punk or if I'm making noise or ambient, like yeah. I feel like there's always a sense, like, and I feel that I feel like this with a lot of artists. I've heard, you know, I've known a lot of artists who have like switched their style up, and it's like I can still hear you in there, and I don't know what that is, but you are in this thing and this thing, and they're different, but the, the common denominator, or the common connection, or whatever is, it's still yeah. has your essence or whatever to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's that might be a little. Everything I do is very meticulous. <laughs> yes, but also can be out of control. Like it's loud. It's meticulous sure. and loud. Meticulous and loud. There we go. So are you That's... like? Do you do like? Are you into like des- like design, or were you just like you guys became buds and gelled over a common like like, you know, desire and features or whatever, and then like. You started like I think we react positively to some sort of similar characteristic in music and design. Okay. Similarly, okay. I am not a designer, and I am certainly not anything. I like. I was uh, helping, kind of like in very big quotes, Evan at his booth today, and like people were asking me questions about that. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. It sounds good. <laughs> Turn the knobs. Like, uh-huh. Right, right, right. Not too much. Well, so I feel like I mean this is definitely biased because I'm I am the you know the Lachlan to you know a couple people and because I can't design circuits or anything, but like I think it's good for. Like you're you're super close to it. You're doing the math and everything. I think it's it's probably very useful and maybe in some cases more useful to have somebody who doesn't understand that side of it because they can't have their mind almost like not polluted, but like they're just coming at it from like an ear and a user interface and all of that aspect. I don't know. Yeah. This is me trying I, to sell myself to a company think, out there who wants me to design the modules that <laughs> design them. I've got ideas. I think I think I think Lachlan is gonna be selling it himself, sure. I mean, like you know, like 
maybe maybe you know he can't explain the relationship between an HSO and a Fourier transform, but he understands the relationship anyway. Right. Um, well, you know, it's like, like one of those like I understood a lot of music theory before I started yeah. getting into it. Yeah. But I couldn't right. tell you about what I, I didn't know what I knew. And that's know, but like my the songs that I write are in the same key. You know? That's <laughs> that's what's important. Like I mean I think I think in our relationship, you know, like very much like we're we're musical foils for each other. Like our style has actually evolved like co evolved to become almost the same thing. Um, and you know, and since we're, you know, here together and talking on a podcast, we may as well say uh, we're we're probably starting I mean not probably, we are starting a label. Oh cool. Um, but it's I don't know. You know, neither of us have any time so we have no idea. Are you when tr- anything's like, gonna happen, mm-hmm. but you know we have a split on the horizon. Very cool. We have other artists, you nice, know. Nice. So it's so yeah. So the musical practice and the and the modular thing, like they're they're so connected, but also you know, independent. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, think, I think there is something I trust about our creative relationship is that when we like something, it's probably going to be for something approaching the same reason, which is not like I, there are people with whom I know I share a good deal of my taste, but it's not always for the same reason. There's like maybe some kind of different relationship or something different between them. Right. For example, when I share some of my work with Evan and he says it's good or bad, I like I don't trust that more than somebody else who says it's good or bad. But I know that he's going to be saying it's good or bad for reasons that I yeah. are that are like very close to. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah that's that the special. Sense. That's the yeah. special. Yeah. No, those I, relationship. I, I feel like that's really important for like any artist to have. You have to have those people, those trusted confidants, who aren't going to blow smoke up your ass. Yeah. You know, like I was joking with my friend David Lutz. I'm like, when are you going to tell me I'm a good boy? Like, when are you just going to pat me on the head and tell me I'm a good boy? Because, you know, he's got, uh, I call him David, I have a lot of notes. Or David, I have notes Lutz, you know? But, but those notes are, like, good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you need yeah. those people. It's um, so valuable. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah, I mean... Like, if I would like it when I tell you that you've done a good job, that you know it's because you did what you were trying to do. That is a yeah. great Does way that to say sense? it. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Whereas, to I'm happy for somebody else to tell you they, you did a good job for other reasons. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And that's, You did, you, there was a thing, and you did the thing, yeah. and I see the thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, like... Yeah. I think, I mean, I think I have a problem with praise often, you know, like, with people being like, oh, this is awesome, like, pr- precisely for that reason, because I'm like, that's... It's I so guess weird, I'm happy like, that you think it's awesome for a weird reason. Totally. But yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like you know, like you're like, I want, uh, like, why don't I get more praise? And then you get it, and you're like, eh, like you get, I get all squirmy, and it's yeah. like, no, this isn't, this isn't what I want actually. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, because you don't really want praise. You want like, you want you want to be seen. Space yes. where understood. You want a space where you can. Uh, I'm going to say this in a really weird way. I love it. Um, you want a space where reality can be fungible with another person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like where... I'm into where... more like non-fungible, non-fungible <laughs> <shared> realities. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, you want a space where like... Podcoin, like... uh, coming to you soon. <laughs> Where, where the efforts that you're making, like, 
it's not even just like there's something that's recognized, but like, like you know, it's it's like so many places, you know, it's like it's as if like you're you're pushing against this gate that's stuck, and you're pushing really hard, and like so many people like walk by and they're like, what a great job you're doing <laughs> you're pushing, pushing so on that good. gate. Yeah. <laughs> so happy for you to be pushing on that gate, and you're like. Fuck you! I'm trying to open the fucking gate. <laughs> no. I don't think it's quite that. I think sometimes okay. you've already pushed through the gate. Not you, us. Generally, we all know what this is. Like. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. laying face down on the ground. You've made it through the gate. You're in the mud, and you're like struggling. And somebody's like, "You made it through the gate." And you're like, "Fuck you! Fuck you!" Like, I'm as not as finished as yet. Somebody who comes like, up, right. it's like, you're I'm not finished yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. like I'm still moving into exactly. the earth. I'm, yeah. I'm not finished. Oh, all right. Um, so. Speaking Ooh, of finish, that's, that's important. Sorry. No, no, I'm just gonna say we're we're coming up on an hour, and I All want right. to make sure that two things happen. One, I want to make sure that you each get a chance to scream whatever you'd like from the modular mountaintops, whether that was promoting a, a musical project, album, whatever. Um, but I also want you to just like give give it an elevator pitch on the triphase, just because I feel like we need to talk a little bit about the sure. triphase because sure. that is. So I will. I want to say one thing before that. Um, I feel like whenever like a new oscillator comes out, and especially like an analog oscillator, I'm like, what? Like it's the cynical part of me, but I'm like, what? What is this? Like, do we need more? <laughs> but oftentimes I'm I'm like, yes, this is very cool and it is unique and it. it is, but like this one, I bought a sequencer. I, I'm not like because like, I got it in the Swan at the same time, and I was like. These things are both so fucking cool. Like, I need a sequel. I have to bite the bullet and like start writing melodies within this this uh, environment because these are too good not to use in this regard. So, thanks. I yeah. I mean, it's I'm I'm like I'm very touched that that this module has touched you. Yeah, um, I really love it. This much, you know, and I mean, like I've I've been hearing this from. From other people too about the triface specifically, like, like oh, it seems to really jive with what a lot of people are doing. I mean, I think, I think you know, like to me, like I'm I'm more excited about the HSO still, yeah. Even though this one's newer, but but I think there's something about the triphase where it's, it's very melodic it's very yes and it's, you know, I feel like also what's great about it is subtle yeah. but it's not like a it's not bombastic you know like it's, well, it, it's like but it just sound. it has it has the same idea of like a sonic space as like the harmonic shift oscillator does but that sonic space is always harmonic it's always sitting there. It's it's like always sweet, you know. Yeah. Um, yes. And and so to have like a space that you could explore where there's sort of like there's no holes, mm-hmm. you know. I think I think that's I think that's been really inspirational to a lot of people. Um, and yeah. so like I'm I'm really grateful for that, you know. Like it's there's um, one thing like that's kind of like again like I was saying earlier like starting to wrap my head around it, but that comes in phases and whatever like. Um, Something that I realized just recently is like when you just listen to the individual outs and not the mix out on their own uh-huh. and you're messing with the phase, 
the tuning kind of sounds a little wonky when you just listen to that if you're yeah. really modulating the phase but then when you mix them all together it sounds like a choir of angels yeah so like i like sending those independents out to like separate effects and maybe yeah. burying those in the mix and then having a little bit of kind of like a wait there's there's a little grime in here but where is it because yeah. it's you know yeah. like that's it's yeah it's really that's nice. great yeah yeah it's really nice yeah yeah in the manual actually i have a whole but there's a whole section about the relationship between changing phase and detuning and so if you want to know that. <laughs> yeah i haven't even looked at the manual i always try to go as far as i can without looking at the manual and i haven't totally. i haven't needed it yet and um, that's good yeah, That's I think good. I think that is good. I think I think I'm at, I'm to a point now where like the only reason I would go to the manual is just to be, if I was curious of like okay like what is happening like in a physics and math level like yeah I'm gonna try to understand to my yeah best ability and I that's that's and that's exactly why I write them you know I think right. I think some people definitely get intimidated by my manuals because they're full of equations and like but there's, there's just also all people this who stuff. like froth at the mouth for that shit. absolutely you know? absolutely yeah. but but my attitude to it is definitely like this is. This is for you to develop a particular kind of understanding. This is not something that's necessary. Like if if you need the manual to like make the module do anything you want, basically, I feel like my my interface design is fit. So like it's you know like especially in the analog realm, you know like yeah, I get yeah. it with digital yeah. if you have to do some diving and combinations right, and stuff right. like that. But yeah, 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 yeah. So it's. So all all analog, right? All analog. Everything any, I've is done that, is analog. Is there any plan to, to switch that, or is it, is uh, it a hard line you've drawn, like never? Or I have, that? I I don't know. I mean, I I really really like analog stuff, <laughs> um, but at the same time, like you know, I do have a couple a couple things that. Um, that are digital that I can't think of any other way to do it other right. than digital yeah. and generally like it, that involves delay like yeah. that's really what it is it's, okay. it's really just like delay so like you know I want to I want to make some kind of a reverb module or something I was just talking with uh, uh, with Thomas Fang at, at the thing today the, the synth event it was just like we were talking about like there are good reverbs in the Eurorack space, but that seems, as far as effects goes, that seems to be the most lacking. Yeah, this. and and the ones that are out there, um, in my mind anyway, aren't modular. Reverbs. Like they're not. Like if you think about, you know, like like reverb as like an effect of like here, and we take the sound and we put it into space. Like, that's an effect. That's not a module, mm -hmm. you know? And so to me, like, it's to try and try and work backwards and find the little core effect, the tiny little mathematical equation, mm -hmm. um, and, and to put that in a module so, like, you, you know, when you're patching your reverb, you're patching, like, you're patching your reverb. Right. Like, you're not, yeah. you're not just putting reverb on something right patching the crap out of it um, yeah I so anyway like but that's verb is probably like the closest thing to that yeah absolutely you know it's the closest um, but it's still it's still it's, not it's like a little bit where i want i wish it was stereo in and stereo out i, I want a half size reverb that's stereo and stereo out tony um <laughs> <laughs> tony <laughs> he's like okay tim yeah oh, that. um 
I mean, the mimeophone has not really much to do with it, so they kind of do different. But, um, all right, modular mountaintops promote. You don't have to promote. You can also make a proclamation. Um, you know, if it's like QAnon, I'll probably cut it out. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> your uh, conspiracy theories. Let's do it. <laughs> God, I couldn't come up with any. But it's hard. Um, oh, I'll, I'll talk about those. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, the other podcast. Yeah, that's that's, that's the other podcast. I want to start one with Ross from Offens Eve called Sinfo Wars, and just make up shit like like just yeah. crazy like about yeah, a cabal. I mean, so and, that's yeah, that's that's actually the conspiracy. Is Tim already has a secret podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's the conspiracy. It's on the dark. Go web. find it if you guys can. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but don't tell us, or don't tell them. Yeah, oh no, no, yeah. It's called the Modular Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like that's a good, good place to end, unless you guys want to plug something. But that was, that was great. You can find my music at LachlanFletcher.bandcamp.com. Link in the yeah, most, description. My most recent release is fifteen a suite of. 15 minute microtonal pieces for experiencing madness while being in the back. Oh wow, that sounds very specific. But yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah, I it's great. I can out. I can vouch for this. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and and you know, stay tuned. Like like I said, we're we're gonna have a, a label. It's gonna be I'm awesome. It's that, gonna yeah. be amazing. Is it gonna be um, digital? Are you gonna try to do cassettes or like? We're gonna. There's gonna be something physical. I don't know whether it'll be digital or okay. cassettes or. I mean, vinyl would be awesome, but we're poor and don't And have it's any so time. clogged up. Like, I don't. Yeah. I had a lot of fun making my like mixtapes and like stand, like make like taking construction paper and making my own like super DIY. Paper. People bought them today and they were stoked on them. Like, this is way cooler than like waiting months and like paying a bunch of money. And I don't know. But yeah, it's it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be called Borderlands. Maybe we'll be back on the podcast so, like, yeah, to talk about absolutely. it when it exists. Yeah, absolutely. Stay tuned. Well, thank y'all. Um, I should probably get some food. I gotta, I gotta take a waz. Yeah. Um, thanks for watching Podcast Podcast. <laughs> so much more fun when it's like in person and you can yeah. like, just, like you can't like do those kind of jokes on like Zoom. All right, thank you so much for coming back to Podular Modcast. I appreciate it. Thank you to New Systems Instruments for all that they do. Um, what else? Thank you to Novation, After Later Audio, Patchworks, and 4MS for their continued support of Podular Modcast. And of course, thank you to everybody who supports the show on Patreon. If you would like to join the ranks over there, head over to patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. What else is there? Thank you to this week's featured artist, Daryl Gretsch. Uh, if you would like to be a featured artist on Podmod, then send me a message and a WAV file or a download code to a Bandcamp album. Uh, what else? This week's secret word is pollen. Because I can see the dusty pollen on this thing and it just made my nose itch by looking at it. Anybody else suffering from allergies this year? Just the worst. Anyways, until next week.